Well, welcome everyone to another Marketing Meander with Sally and Sam. And today we are joined uh, by Stefan Thomas. And we're, we're very grateful for, for Stefan's time today and very much looking forward to our discussion uh, about networking. Um, and Stefan is a best-selling author of uh, Business Networking for Dummies and also Instant Networking and The Win Room. And he is also the founder of The Networking Retreat. So um, before we dive into everything, I'd love to hear from Stefan himself in his own words, a little bit of uh, information about, uh, about his, uh, his writing and, and The Networking Retreat and just give us a little intro of who he is and where he comes from. Uh, thank you. Live and direct from from here in Whitney, actually, although I um, I grew up in, in Oxford itself, as Sally knows. Sally and I have, have had this conversation before, so I'm, I'm Oxfordshire born and bred um, and have never left in my 50 years, never lived um, in, in another county. So I, I started my networking journey in, in 2005, disastrously. Um, <laughs> And then by by 2013, people were asking me to write a book about networking. So obviously somewhere along the line, I I, I improved. I, I, I think I came at networking with the motivation that I, I had to make it work. And and so I did. Um, financially, I had to make it work. And, and to the extent that people started asking me to, to talk about it at various events and at one of those events, the publishers of, of the Dummy series of books happened to be in my audience. And yeah, life life changed a bit after that, really. Um, that's the um, that's the short version anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. And it's good to uh, yeah have a fellow uh, born and bred Oxfordian or Oxfordshireian, I suppose you would say. Uh, I, I'm falling into that boat as well. So <laughs> not a million miles away from you. Great place to live um, and a great place to live. Great place, uh, you know, local cuisine as well. So I thought I'd kick off with our, our first question, which, as ever, is what is your favourite dish, Stefan? This was a really difficult one for me to answer because it's changed so much over the years. I have, I've been veggie since 1984, um, recently vegan as well. So certainly my, um, my tastes have changed over the years. My, my favourite cuisine is, is and always has been Greek, although it's a weird one because that's pretty rubbish for um for, for a veggie and an absolutely rubbish for a vegan. Um, when I started going to Greece in the late 80s, early 90s, they didn't really understand vegetarians at all. Um, these days, I have to say, as, as we're recording this at the beginning of December 2020, my favourite cuisine right now is any independent pub or restaurant in Oxfordshire that are um, that are struggling at the moment so so we are going out tomorrow to um, the wonderful Queen's Head in Encham um, and and so yeah that's that's the honest answer at the moment anyone who um, anyone who we can go and support support being my ridiculously lame excuse um, <laughs> for going out eating too much and, and drinking beer really. No all of these things are very important eating and drinking we shouldn't give it up just because we're in lockdown. <laughs> No, even if they try and force us to. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fantastic answer and absolutely, absolutely correct. Yep, support supporting local businesses and and, and particularly yes, local restaurateurs, cafes, publicans. It's uh, very important. So no, wonderful. Thank you very much, for that Stefan. Really appreciate that. Um, I thought I might I just uh, kick off with the first uh, question about networking, and then we will, as we do, meander through. Um, so so our first was right at the top level, which is uh, what does networking mean? And why is it important? 
this is a really interesting one because what people believe networking means is turning up to a meeting somewhere where there are a lot of besuited business people and and networking, swapping business cards and so on. And, and, and that's right, because that's where Sally and I first met, for example. But networking is bigger than that. We've we've just talked about local pubs, restaurants and, and so on. And just knowing a lot of people who might in future go on to become suppliers, might go on to become customers, might go on to become friends and collaborators, all of that is is networking. So whilst people think about it as as what they do at networking events, it's all the other stuff that that, that we do as well. And and in 2020, as we record this, our opportunity to network with um, things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, has has never been bigger. And thank God, because we've been prevented from networking at, at networking events since whatever it was, the middle of March or, or beginning of April. Um, so thank heavens all, all of these other platforms exist to, to help us to network out there as well. So, so networking is not just having an address book, but having an address book of people who you can pick up the phone to and they'll actually take your call. Um, and in the cases of the pubs and restaurants and that sort of thing now, you know, the guys who've spent their time actually getting to know people, spending time on Facebook and, and so on, we're inclined to go and support them. The, the people who are actually active in their local community, you feel like you know the business owner. Yeah. Right now they need us. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're inclined to support them. That's that's how networking breaks down for me, even though I'm using the example of, of pubs and restaurants at the moment. It is really interesting because what you say, because networking isn't a passive thing, is it? You don't just go up, chip up and give people your business cards. You have to go away afterwards and actually carry on the connection. Don't you? It's not just a, oh, well, once I've networked, that's over. And eventually somebody will phone me up. It's, you've got to do something. Networking is an action, not a, just a sitting there drinking coffee and swapping cards. It's a really circular thing as well, because... Um... If I, if I speak at an event, and I speak at events, that, that's part of what I do, usually the journey we take is, is thinking about when you first meet people at a networking event, and then what you do after that, how, what you do to keep in touch, but, but also what you do before networking events, so that people have got some idea of who you are when you walk into the room, that's, that's equally as important. And so we, we talk in networking a lot about trust. And, and it's getting to that position of, of trust, which is, is important. It's, it's vital. That position of trust. So if, if I were to, to pick up the phone to you, Sally, and say, I've got a new service and I think you, you might be interested in it. I believe that you trust me enough that you would at least listen to, 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 so that you could understand. Rather than how so many people approach their marketing is that they've got a name and address that I've got business cards down on my desk you know they've got a business card and they simply email you and try and sell you something without without ever really getting to know you and and that to me is a huge missed opportunity most of the time yeah absolutely because they're probably not selling to the right person to start with because they haven't worked at it hard enough and that bad their that bad experience will spread because i might actually talk to some other people and go God, Stefan just keeps phoning me up. He's no idea what I do. I don't just if he phones you, just best to say no. So it, it goes wrong bigger. Yeah, it does. And it's 
it's almost insulting as well because we've we've got so many opportunities now to get to know the other person and and most people don't don't use that and and i think the, the other thing is just just so that, that your listeners are clear this isn't just getting to know the other person so that you can sell to them it's getting to know the other person as a human because actually it's a pretty cool thing to do and and i i know a lot of people now and there's there's enormous pleasure in that outside of the the business benefits it gives yep. me as well so yeah how, how do you think it's changed now we're all online because although and now i i can i'm easier to meet to meet scottish people now or you know australian people but what what other changes does it mean doing it on zoom this um we've been talking about i've been talking about this with with one of my business partners this morning there's no doubt that there's something missing there's no doubt that when when you and I met at the I'm going to say the Turnpike I think that's where we met in in, in Oxford um, at, at a networking event the the um, the body language the other bits and pieces that go on when people meet each other we don't have so much of that now um, I'm not moaning about that because this is what we've got um, and 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 we 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 need to, to to make the best of it the opportunity as you've just pointed out is that. I can network and and have in the last eight months very literally all over the world. Um, I've done networking events in Canada, um, Melbourne, Sydney, India, um, and, and all over the UK because this enables us to, to do that. I, I think there are some things that, that we need to think about when we're at virtual networking events. Um, I'm having to remind myself that that this is a podcast, so I'll I'll describe it. Um, what I'm what I'm doing as I'm talking to you guys now, of course, is that I am focusing my eye contact on the the little camera in the corner of my device, um, which rather helpfully for your listeners, I'm pointing at. Um, but so so that we sort of synthesize the eye contact that we'd be maintaining if if we were in a, a real conversation i'm also although my, my my desk is a wee bit messy um and a wee bit is is a huge understatement i'm i'm also i think more prepared with what i'm going to need for virtual networking events so for example i've got a, a pad and a pen next to me so i can quickly jot down someone's name if, if i feel like i want to connect to them um I, i've got my um, at networking events, you often have to do a 60 or 40 second introduction and doing it by Zoom, you've got the opportunity to, to put that a text version of that in the chat box as well. So I've always got that typed out and ready to copy and paste. I, I think the, the biggest change comes in putting a bit more effort in getting to know people afterwards. Um, if, I, I was talking about this this morning. When, when you and I met, Sally, we were able to have a chat. When, when you go to a virtual networking event now on Zoom, you pretty much do your 60 seconds or 40 seconds. You might have a one-to-one -one with someone and, and then the meeting ends. You don't have that 15 minutes before chatting whilst you look for the coffee, chatting whilst you talk about how you got there and so on. I, I think we've, we've, we've lost some of that and therefore we need to make sure that we make time to do that bit afterwards with people yeah it's, it's become slightly more formal hasn't it there's less you know yeah it's just less it's less chitty chatty and there's not less laughter but it's just it is slightly more formal in some structure we, we are 
doing something now, even as we have this conversation that we wouldn't do so rigidly in real life we it, it, it's it's almost like you know if, if you had walkie talkies or cd radio back in the you know back in the, the the 1980s you you have to wait for the other person to to finish speaking to finish their sentence there's less flow in the conversation um than there would be if if you know if, if you and i were sat at a pub somewhere in oxfordshire which i that's, i very much hope really the three of us get to do I've just done a perfect example of interrupting you, I beg your pardon. Um, and there's also, I mean, it's not that I consciously have to touch people all the time, but I'm a bit of a toucher. <laughs> that makes it sound very creepy. It's not as creepy as it sounds, but there's none of that either. There's no, you, you're kind of very slightly emotionally and physically distanced. I, I think that's really a thing um, that, you know, I haven't shaken someone's hand and, and as someone who goes to, what have I done now, 1,500 networking events in my career, you know, as someone who, who pretty much shakes people's hands professionally, um, we haven't done that since the beginning of the year. We haven't hugged people as hugging has become more and more acceptable in, in England as a, as a greeting and so on. And, and that's, we are missing something from that. We are missing something from the real eye contact. Um, and just from those invisible signals um in, in in networking one of the things that we talk about is the meet like no trust or no like trust um depending on on which version of networking you go to and there are though those body language those invisible signals that that we pick up on which is a wee bit more difficult to do when you're you're, you're, you're talking to a screen um i could had a meeting with with, with my business partners yesterday which we cut at an hour Usually at the beginning of December, we would meet up somewhere in London and have lunch and, you know, take three hours over that. Uh, but somewhere along the way, when it is a virtual call or Zoom call, I, I find that about an hour or so is, is pretty much as people can manage. It is more hard work, definitely, partly because you're looking at yourself. So that's, I know you cannot look at yourself, but it's a, it, there is that, just, you never look at yourself. Like, it, by, sitting, it, by sitting in a pub, when you've got a mirror behind, with, but the people who are talking to you have got a mirror behind you and not looking at yourself is really hard not to do. And it's I, a huge distraction. It takes a lot of your energy, your mental energy. Yeah, I texted you this morning to say, do I need to brush my hair? Um, <laughs> are we doing this on, on video or podcast? And, and it's, it's an interesting thing because I'm, I'm, I'm dressed broadly as I would to, to go to networking events. I, I do that when we turn up on video, but I am wearing carpet slippers. So there is something very informal about it I'm, I'm doing this from home of course but equally there is um a, a slightly more formality over the the actual communication i think we're, we're, we're right there mm. yeah that's right it's uh, it's interesting actually because it sort of links to a couple of things we, we've touched on already my, my observation here about what my one of my old bosses who i always mention because he was a real mentor of mine and uh, i remember he was the first person who introduced me to the idea of of networking really in, in, a, in a meaningful sense and uh, he'd worked in many companies and he, and he said um, uh, the thing about business cards and he said uh, the thing I, I don't actually find business cards well they're potentially in, in the days pre you know putting them all on your phone and people's details and then connecting on LinkedIn he said it was obviously useful to to have the, uh, the the contact details of someone but he said what I use them for is I put down three things on the back uh, about that person personal things about that person you know do they have a family do they have a dog where do they live what are they interested in and it, I don't know it just strikes me well a 
the business card industry must be in free fall at the moment because no one's using business cards. Uh, but secondly, it's almost interesting. There's this virtual business card, but also that, that approach of like, you know, whether you're meeting people online or, or um, potentially face to face again, it's noting down, isn't it? And sort of taking observations in and then starting to build that relationship, which is, is so important. But so I've sort of conflated two things together there, but I thought it were quite interesting. No, you, you, you've made an incredible point, and that is these are the things that hold relationships together. For, 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 for example, you know, I know out of my Facebook contacts, so out of my networking contacts, who's broadly into the same sort of music as me. Um, so I'm, I'm posting an a, a alternative advent calendar on Facebook at the moment. Um, I know Dave McGarry is going to comment. I know Julie Scott's going to comment and so on and so forth. And that can be a conversation opener for us. When I, um, when I started my, my previous career, which was estate agency, and I um, was an estate agent in Oxfordshire from, from 1988 onwards, Back in the day, we, we recorded people's details on pieces of card when they came into the office. We, we wrote down their name and address and their telephone number. Um, back in the 1980s, where a whole family would share one telephone number and that telephone was, was actually wired to the wall somewhere. Um, we, we'd write down the type of house that they're looking for, but we would also write down the other stuff that came up in conversation, which might be... Um, which religion they are, because that made some difference in Whitney to, to which end of town they might want to live, the schools, where they happen to work, whether they were into, whether they dropped into conversation, they were into rugby or football or something like that. Because what that meant, and you know, we, we had hundreds of, of cards, what that meant is we weren't just phoning up and saying, hey, Mr. Smith, we've got a free bedroom semi for sale. We were saying, hey, Mr. Smith, I remember you telling me that, that, that you were Catholic. We've had a free bedroom semi come up for sale um, in, in this part of Whitney, that's really close to Our Lady of Lord's School, because I guess that's where you'll want your children to go. It, it, that was very, very salesy, but it also meant, I, I, I was never, a, never have been a football fan, but it also meant that people would have banter with the people who came and if they supported opposing football teams, for example. Yeah. And it's, it's those things which are the glue to, to relationships, really, not just the the business side of things. So I I don't write that stuff down. I'm not that organized. I know a ton of people who who, who do. Um, but I do remember the people who are into similar things as as me, or I sometimes spot people's tattoos and notice they're into the same music as me and so on. And it really is, it, it, it means that you've got that that thing that in a sales career you've spent all your time looking for you can so easily find something in common with people these days. We're all from Oxford or, or Oxfordshire, Oxfordshire. We could, you know, we could talk a lot about Oxford-related things now because we've got that in common. Um, Debenhams and Boswell's disappearing. You know, we could talk about that. We've got that in common without having to sell to each other. Yeah. Um, so I know that you do, but would, do you keep all your contacts in, in, a, in a CRM somewhere and actually use them and recontact them and use them as do you market to them yeah yes and no um everyone who i've met i their, their details go into my phone anyway um so that when someone phones me i i know who it is um which 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 if, if ever you call them i don't answer the phone <laughs> probably mean, does that mean i don't like you no i'm just busy i promise <laughs> um so i i keep everyone's um, details in my phone. And and then when I spot an opportunity, 
that person, that organization moves moves across to the CRM so, okay. so that I can keep in touch with them. Really importantly, I don't add everyone to a mailing list and I really strongly oppose people just doing that. Um, but, you know, we the contacts, address books are, are digital these days. So they've got pretty much unlimited space. So, you know, I've, like I say, I've got business cards down here. When, when I collect them from people, um, they go straight into my address book. And actually, what a time to be alive. You can take a photo of someone's business card now and it will just read their details and put it straight into your address book. That sort of technology impresses me. Scary, eh? And, it, and it's, fortunately, there's no GDPR issue because I, I did worry, oh, bother, I'm putting all these people in a list and I'm not asking them, blah, blah. However, if they have just given you a business card, they've effectively given you the right to fiddle with their stuff so there's no gdpr issue around this business cards fall outside it because oh, i have I let i've given it to you in the full knowledge if you'd stolen it it'd be different but i've actually given it to you and effectively given you the right to have all my details and do what you will with them and i i will go one step further than that in as much as once i've met someone i will then reach out to them and connect with them on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, yeah. wherever else I can find them. That's right. So that then we can keep the conversation going. Um, we, we start conversations at networking events. And then after that, it, it's up to us to keep that conversation going. So if I, if I connect with someone on somewhere like LinkedIn, it makes it much simpler for me to keep that conversation going afterwards. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is interesting because that's a different type of networking in a way, because I, I'm a member of different groups and the same is true of Facebook and I comment and chat and post things and in a way what we're doing there is networking as well isn't it well one of the things that I do every day now on LinkedIn and it's ridiculously effective for me and it's completely free and your listeners can have this one on me I, I go and look for who's talking about networking I just search for the term networking and the hashtag networking on LinkedIn, go and see who's talking about it. And if I think I can add value to the conversation, I get stuck in and do so. So anyone can, can apply that to their business. The three of us, for example, could go and look at who's talking about Oxford on, 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 on LinkedIn and, and go and comment. Um, and there's you know quite a lot of chat about every town in, in the world on LinkedIn. But for me, I go and see who's talking about networking. And if I can add value to that conversation, I get stuck in. Someone said to me this morning, um, isn't it weird to go and comment on a, a stranger's post? And, and think about when you post on LinkedIn, you're absolutely thrilled if a couple of your friends go and comment on it. You're over the moon if someone you've not heard of goes and comments on it. So, yeah. so people are really pleased. And, and of course, that's networking. I'm finding someone who's got a similar interest to me, or at least a similar business interest, um, they've already talked about it. They've opened the conversation in a public place and I'm, I'm joining in. Um, so absolutely, it's a part of networking as well. Because yeah, I think there are some people saying, oh, I don't like networking, it doesn't appeal to me. And you think, well, you're almost certainly doing it already. Of course you are. You know, my um, one of my grandfathers was, was a butcher. My other grandfather was a, a barber, both based in, in, in Oxford as it goes. And they were networking even though they wouldn't have called it networking at the time because in 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 doing a good job in making sure that they knew their local community in knowing what haircut someone had or knowing what what cut of of meat someone had they were they were doing that thing that, that we've already talked about so 
even even those businesses who don't think they have to network they're networking somehow the, yeah. the end game for any business is to be sat in front of someone who, who might buy from you yeah. so whether you're using google adwords or, or, or any of the other forms of marketing that i'm sure you guys have, have talked about what you're looking to do is getting in front of get a conversation with someone at some point and that's that's what networking does it, it gets you straight in front of those people that's that's exactly it isn't it and and it's interesting and i think the 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 points you're making about linkedin and sort of you know going into a conversation uh because a lot of it is is conversation and connections i mean literally on on linkedin but also in your own network i mean i I remember i attended a networking session in my my previous job and one of the most powerful things was you know you look at the degrees of separation between you and and whoever else so we start our first exercise in our teams was pick two really famous people and find out if on your table you've got any degrees of separation how many you've got to that person and we came up with some ludicrously popular famous names and we found out that actually my goodness we could actually amongst our table there were several of us who had you know like four five three even you know degrees of separation to these people in some tenuous way at least but Another thing with that was the point that people often associate networking as, well, that's my professional networking. And I, that, that means I go to networking events and that's my networking. They don't understand, as, as you've already um, said about the fact that, well, it's not just professional life. It's also, there is personal life. You don't want to necessarily always blur the two, but there is that as well, isn't there? The fact that, you know, everybody you meet is some form of connection who will know somebody else, who will know somebody else who probably knows you professionally and it's actually there is that network there because the relationships you you already that exist around you whether it's like me in my village here with people who are you know other parents who the kids go to the school there's connections there but it's it's being aware of them and I suppose not sort of necessarily being too it's not being mercenary about it saying well I'm going to go off and I'm going to you know uh, talk to uh, you know Isabel's father and try and sell him something (laughs) I perhaps want to form a relationship with him and perhaps he knows someone I know and it's that sort of it's that awareness almost isn't it of, of as we've already alluded to the networking that goes on every day of your life really absolutely literally i'm um i'm quite active in the i love whitney facebook group um and i never go in there and say who wants to buy a networking training course but as a result of being active in the i love whitney facebook group and posting photos of whitney and um, talking about you know what's going on in the town centre at the moment and that sort of thing. Um, someone um, in in a, a business lecturing capacity at, at at Oxford Brooks University um, spotted me, um, spotted that my profile says I'm the author of of this book and so on. And I spoke for Oxford Brooks University a fortnight ago um, to to some of their events management students as as a direct result of that. And, and that was a, a, a paid um, gig for, for me. So, and I've, I've just had um, one, of my, one of my biggest clients is the guy who um, I, I bought my first home on the same development as, as he did back in 1990. Um, and I've just had a school friend from 1986 message me on Facebook to, he's setting up a business in Northern Ireland and, and would like my help with it. So it's, it's a couple of things. I I spend very little time actually selling on Facebook, LinkedIn or anything like that, but I make absolutely bloody sure that people know what I do so that every interaction with them is just reminding them that I exist, just popping that reminder in there that, that I'm there. I don't do it for that reason. I genuinely enjoy talking to people about Whitney or music or rugby or whatever it happens to be, but it is constantly reminding people that I'm there just 
talking to people is networking and then taking solid advice from, from, from good guys like yourselves about how to make it absolutely clear what we actually sell so that people can see that. Yeah, that's right. And that's why, I mean, networking is something we tend to think of outside our own companies, but actually we probably ought to and do network inside our companies. If you're a part of a big corporate, effectively you should be networking within your company. You should be trying to talk to people in finance and trying to talk to people in operations to make sure that what you're, that you're part of the jobs are spreading. One of the, um, fun pieces of work I get to do is is public sector stuff which which sort of surprises people but in the public sector networking to build your career is is really important it's it's important in in any big organization um and I I talk to a, a lot of public sector people um that I typically going on their um aspiring leaders or, or, or aspiring managers um sort of level and, and talk to those people about how to build a network within a, a company but something that, that, that people completely overlook um, is the absolute benefit of being able to pick up the phone to someone in the organisation and say, mate, I could really do with your help today, which is so much easier if you've built a relationship with that person. Um, being able to pick up the phone and say, look, I've done this deal, but could you absolutely make sure this invoice gets paid on Friday afternoon? Is going to be so much more. And that's that's actually a conversation which I've, I've had with one of my corporate clients recently how much easier is that conversation if you know the guy in finance if you yeah. pick up the phone and speak to him every week and chat to him about what he's done over the weekend rather than just hassle him when you want something so so networking within organizations is hugely important it re it, it literally oils the wheels oils the cogs i'm mixing my metaphors uh, there but, but it, it literally but makes everything smoother yeah <laughs> people avoid it and that's where you get this real problem you get these silos building up because people aren't networking outside their silo they go into their office and that's where they are don't talk to anyone else finance is frightening sales regressive and you get this horrible silo situation if people just thought harder about networking within their company you'd probably get much better aligned activity the the um former marketing director from the Guild of Professional Estate Agents, the, the wonderful Karen Heaven, um, who I, I worked with Karen when when we were um, both at the, at, at the Guild. You know, I've had two really sensible speaking gigs from Karen since, when did we work together? 20 years ago, because we've we've genuinely kept in touch after we both moved on from, from the Guild. So, that thing that people say on their last day at work, oh, we'll keep in touch, and then no one does. The benefit of, of doing that as well is, is huge, keeping in touch with people. Again, just on a human level, um, your serendipity can take over and you never know when where these conversations will go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's worth putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, and that, that really connects to something, which, well, we talk a lot about this, and I think we're going to do a specific podcast about this, but we talk about customer lifetime value, of course, in marketing, but this is more like network lifetime value. Again, that sounds rather mercenary, but I think value is the thing, valuable relationships, relationships which you value, but also hopefully provide value in a way, so they, they're valuable because you want to connect with a person like you do with your friendships and things. I mean, if you're fortunate enough to have friends who you have for a long period of time, then that yields a lot of mutual benefit for both of you in terms of, you know, you, you, you're enjoying each other's company and everything. But as you say, actually, as well, from from opportunities as well. So I suppose that's that. Um, 
I suppose it comes from that that sense, doesn't it? As you say, Stefan, around sort of just focusing on, you know, genuinely wanting to find out about other people, get to know them, get to know them properly, and then and 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 build a, a relationship. Because I think so often people just, again, when they hear the word networking, particularly perhaps when they start out their careers, maybe they you know they just, they just have a quite a false impression, don't they? Really, of, of what it entails, and then and how to go about it, what they've done already. And, and um, it, it's interesting actually, because I, I remember again in, in the past, I had um, somebody gave me some uh, advice about networking and said, one of the most important things to remember is it's not, and it's not necessarily just, you know, having the, the widest network and, and knowing everyone. It's, it's said it wasn't so much about um, the whole old adage of, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But he said, well, no, it's not who you know, it's who's talking about you in to a certain degree. And, and therefore, people are probably more likely to talk about you if you have a good relationship. But also there's this area which I was interested in, which was more about the sort of, um, you know, mutual um, benefit where you're connecting others. So uh, this sort of almost like drawing triangles all the time, not just it being a bilateral um, um, conversation. It's just a multilateral, isn't it? The fact that you're sort of, if you see yourself as like a, a, a node almost, it's not a technical term necessarily, but you or, or a spigot, you know, you, you're, you're there at the center of, of a wheel of, of multiple connections. And if you're helping connect others, then almost the sort of the relationship karma, as it were, <laughs> can perhaps come back and repay you. Do, do you think there's any sort of mileage in that? It, there's enormous mileage in that. Um, someone who um, I, I, I met a couple of years ago um caroline gaskin got got in touch with me a couple of days ago to say thank you so much for introducing me to to mark terrell and there is we we, we spend so much time in business doing stuff to get our phone ringing to to get people to to get in touch with us um the the managing director of a company that i do a lot of work for phoned me a couple of days ago to say do i know anyone in west oxfordshire who, who provides a particular service and putting yourself in a position where people, clients, past clients, people who might be clients, ex-clients, just pick up the phone and want to talk to you is hugely valuable. Um, so, that, you know, I've, I've put Sally in touch with um, Barry Clark up in, up in Scotland, for, for, for example, and it's just another touch point with, with those two. I, I've not done it because I want to sell anything to either of them, but... What does that mean? That means that if I pick up the phone or pick up to Sally, uh, pick up the phone to, to Sally or Barry in future, they're likely to take my call because I've I've provided some value to, to them along the way. It's it's all of these things which which really add up. Um, that that bit of you you just mentioned, you know, who's talking about you? When um, when I was in my estate agency career locally. I tried to make sure that we were featured in the Oxford Times regularly, tried to get on um, what was then Fox FM quite regularly as, as well, so that if I walked into a house in Oxfordshire, there was a chance that people had heard of, of, of our estate agency. In, in this career now, I try and create the conditions that if I walk into a networking event in Glasgow, then Barry Clark will be there and has a... A, a, a positive impression of me because I've taken the time to introduce him to Sally and that was valuable to me. So it's, it's, it's putting value out there, um, paying up front as such. Well, I'd be surprised if you didn't get some very useful insights from that part one of our episode with Stefan Thomas there. Thank you so much to Stefan for his fantastic contributions. And 
trust me there's much more to come in part two where we go into more detail on the ins and outs of networking um, some approaches and ways of considering it um, and particularly in, in this current situation we find ourselves in a, a far more digital world and virtual world rather than a, a face-to-face world at the present so please do join us for part two we hope you will um, come along and uh, participate in uh, in the discussion as well if you want to contact us at meanders pod on twitter and uh, we will hopefully be able to answer any questions you have also keep an eye out for our little christmas crackers coming along we we are sharing some of our best bits of the last three months um since the podcast has been running and uh, we have a special marketing 12 days of christmas so please do watch out for that if you're listening to this in the new year just disregard everything i just said and ignore me but anyway hope to see you all soon take care bye for now <laughs>